Hey everybody, it's Andrew. And this is Ted. Welcome back to Streaming Without a Paddle, your online streaming guide voices. We are. Yes. That's it. All right, we got, well, we're still in the holiday season. I'm so excited. I'm it's, so excited. They count, they count down to the big day. Santa arriving is getting closer. And we're still watching Christmas shows. It's happening. For you. We're watching for you. We're getting them done for you. Yeah, we are. And this week, last week, we watched Spirited, Mm -hmm. and we had a very spirited conversation. Yep. And if you haven't listened, go go back an episode on uh, Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, and you can listen to to, uh, us talk about Spirited. But this week... We have a Christmas Story Christmas Ugh. remake. Well, no, sequel. Sequel. Sequel to that 1982, you're going to shoot your eye out, Ralphie BB Gun. Yep. So, well, oh, and it's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to start by saying... I was not a huge fan of A Christmas Story Christmas. I get it. I like the movie. I watch it. I see it. I don't have to watch it every Christmas. It's not a staple for me. Unlike a family member of mine, they love it. It's you got they got they they can't go through the season without watching A Christmas Story. So I get it. I understand. Having said that, I love it. <laughs> I love it, and my my uh, my fiance pointed out to me that she said if we didn't have such nostalgia for this movie, it would be a five. But we do, so it's like an eight and a half. And I don't care. I love it. I love the Christmas story. I love the sequel. I love that they brought back every character. I love that they didn't sub actors in to play those other characters. Like, yes, it was awesome. It, it clicked every nostalgia box for me, but I also understand you not being into it because when the original came out, you were like 15 or 16. So you were probably like, what is this stupid kid? Yeah, but my family member was older that, that just has to watch it, was older than I was then. And they still, they I, I, it clicks. A Christmas story clicks with some people. As as I must, I get it. I see it. I, it does doesn't work for me but having said that i was impressed with this movie it's i was i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it from a technical standpoint explain well they kept the same tenor and tone and edit style and storytelling style that they had in the very first one I mean, it was led by voiceover, narration, and but the the DP on that had to have studied the original Christmas story because what is this? Forty years later, forty yeah, years, nineteen eighty two, nineteen eighty two, twenty twenty two. Yeah, because Ralphie's fifty two years old. Yeah, the color is the color of the of it was exactly the same. I was technically really really impressed of how they matched it up and i thought it was a good story too it was entertaining i did too and i the writing was great like it was written very well i love how they tied everything back in i don't want to ruin the end for our friends here but i loved the ending 
I loved how it flowed. And, and let's let's say this: we left Ralphie when he was what ten, twelve, twelve, okay, or eleven. He was he was, I would say, in this movie, he's supposed to be in his mid forties. I did the math. I did all looked it all up because it's nineteen seventy three, and the first movie takes place in the mid forties. So if mid were, forty or mid fifties? No, mid forties. Mid forties. Okay, yeah, like right after. World all right, War so II. that would put him in his forties. You did the math. All right. So. Yeah, it was this. I think it's like World War Two ended in nineteen forty two. Yeah, I think this is probably forty six, forty seven is when the original was. Okay, so this is at thirty years onto that. Actually, twenty seven hmm. years. So twenty seven on twelve. I mean, he definitely looks older than 39. Well, in real life, he's like 53. Yeah, yeah. So Looks great, though. Great job for right. somebody he who pulled doesn't it really off. act anymore. Yeah, no, I've, I bought him as, with your math, now that you say that, I, I buy him as a 40-year-old, more so Mark Wahlberg in Fathers 2 as a 20-year-old. <laughs> but anyway. That movie. Yeah, yeah, we're not going back there. But A Christmas Story Christmas. I did. I was impressed with it. Again, you know, it was really funny. Right before we started the show, we, we were talking about, okay, what are we watching next? And Ted threw out a suggestion, and he showed me a trailer. And and when I watch trailers, the old location or the, the well, the location manager slash producer in me mm-hmm. just immediately goes to the technical side of things. And I I look at it from that standpoint. You know, you're this... this this trailer you showed me was, you know, the snow. And, I, and my immediate thought was, all right, I got to make sure we got crew parkas. Yeah. <laughs> lots of heaters. Lots, well, of, lots heaters, of heaters. Things to keep people warm. So when I watched this movie, A Christmas Story Christmas, I watched it from a technical standpoint of, oh, my gosh. I actually watched A Christmas Story after I watched this and because I was like, they really did a great job of, of making it look like the original look and feel and mm-hmm. it did i was like and i just go. i just came from cleveland because again my fiance is from uh, canton and so we went up to cleveland because that's where the christmas story house is and i toured the house that they shot parts of this movie in or out. i think they just shot the outside of it yeah I'm, i don't know because the inside looked different 1982 i was in high school and uh, wasn't into the movie thing and so yeah <laughs> i mean i love movies then but not not I, yeah, yeah you weren't doing so, it professionally no yeah. and i don't i didn't spend once i got into it professionally going back and looking at movies and dissecting where they were shot and and how even I, as a location manager so. I knew we were going to talk about this, so the fact that I got to go there was just a double bonus. That, that is a bonus. It's, I mean, how can you be close to that and not pass it up? There was the little Red Ryder BB gun in there. And, <laughs> the original? Or? I, I don't know. They had the box, and they had, like, Ralphie's bedroom was all original. They took it back to exactly how it was. It yeah. was, like, so trippy. <laughs> it was cool, though. Well, if you're in the area, you obviously have to, you know. You have to go. You have to go to those you things. You have to go. So, I'm glad you did. I did. So anyway, um, that, I liked it. I mean, I did. I, I, I the, the cast. Let's talk real quick. Flick. This is the unique thing without giving away, and, and and it really doesn't matter. I guess there's no spoilers in here because this is a pure entertainment movie. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, this isn't, you know, you know, there's no secrets here. Right. You know what's going to happen in this movie you from do. the minute you turn it, it on. It's telegraphed and, you know. And, Let's give the plot before we go into the characters. There we go. Okay. So in this movie, Ralphie is a 40-year-old, we'll say 40, early 40-year-old married guy who lives in Chicago and... um the Christmas story takes place in Indiana. I always thought it was Cleveland. I didn't listen close enough because the house is in Cleveland, but it is Indiana. So they're in Chicago and he has taken a year off from work so he can write the next great novel. And it's a big sci-fi epic that's a thousand pages and it's getting turned down left and right from every publisher. Well, they're getting ready to go home for Christmas and they get the phone call from his mom that... The old man. The old man has passed away. The old man. The old man who loved Christmas and was everything about Christmas. And so they go home to have Christmas with his mom, played by a different actress. That's the only one that didn't. And she's alive. I checked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron Hayes. Yeah. It's played by the, by the, the, the mom from Just Friends. It is, yeah, another Christmas movie, but she was also the the flight attendant in the airplane movies. We said that, yeah, you told me that, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's in everything. That was that was my initial. I was like, oh my gosh, I love that we have different points to refer to actors. Mine is just friends, and yours is airplane. Right. Well, we're a generation, you know. I've never, perspective. Seen, I've never seen airplane. Oh my god, you have the airplane one. The first one is just ridiculously funny. I don't think you could, you know, it's probably not socially acceptable today because of the dialogue in it and the yeah. stereotypes of, you know, different ethnic groups and stuff. It wouldn't go over so well, but... It's probably not easy to find streaming. <laughs> as, as a middle-aged white man, it was funny. I mean, yeah. it was funny back then. Yeah, I'll check it out. It's like Naked Gun, right? right. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, just pure... Hate those movies. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll watch it. I'll give it a chance. Anyway, the old man dies. They go back to Indiana to have Christmas. And they have this weird thing that that keeps happening where the car overheats and they put an egg in it. I've never heard of that. Never heard of that either. I think that... I know a little something about cars. I feel like that's made up. Yeah. I just don't think you could put eggs in your car continuously to cool down the radiator. Well, I think it's to stop the leak. Is it to stop the leak? To stop because the egg will will Cook? cook inside... The hot liquid, and then then it breaks it apart. It's it's kind of like if you made ramen noodle soup and you put an egg in it. You mm-hmm. ever do that? Yeah. And the boiling water causes the egg to break up, and you get all these little pieces of egg flake throughout of it. So I think that's what the the premise or the the idea was was you put an egg in there, it cooks in the hot antifreeze, and then the little egg pieces get stuck. Egg in, nougat. Yeah. In the it's it's like. Uh, you know the uh, tube, uh, uh, tube, well, flex seal. Yeah. Okay. Right. Makes Maria. sense. Anyway, and they go home and they have this Christmas, and he wants to make it the greatest Christmas ever. And Flick, I'm getting that right, correct? Flick. Yeah. Flick, the guy from the toy. Right. So I don't remember the actor's name. He did porn in the '90s. I do know that. Scott Schwartz. Scott Schwartz did porn in the '90s. And he owns a memorabilia shop with his father in Burbank. Fun facts for everybody out there. It's true. <laughs> um, so, like, and I love. I lived in Burbank. So yeah, I think it's Burbank, or it's like Woodland Hills. How did I miss that? <laughs> but uh, 
I might have seen him and not not noticed. I, that. I, I, like, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I forgot I that he did the I porn. Don't, don't visit the shops. Um, but he um, anyway, he owns a bar, and him and the other what's the other character's name? His other friend as a child. Well, there was a uh, flick, and well, Scott is the one that beat him up. He was the boy. Scott Farkas, right? Scott. But who is yeah. the who is the other one with the the tall pompadour kind of hair that was took the bet? Grover? No. Whatever his other uh, friend that dared triple dog dared him triple to lick, dog, yeah. lick the pole. I had to look that look so that I'm up. Right here. Right you now. do, yeah. But that was impressive. While you're looking that up, I was really impressed that and and again, not being a person that was a aficionado of of a Christmas story, I easily recognized all those people. You know who really blew me away though was. Real Randy, the brother, Ralphie's brother, oh, yeah, Randy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a puppeteer. Well, I, <laughs> I, I looked at him and I go, "No, that's not really the old." And I looked it up and I go, "Oh my gosh, it is! It's the same guy who played his brother." And uh, but anyway, go ahead. You found it. It's Schwartz. Fun story. It's okay. Scott Schwartz. Scott Schwartz is the actor, but this character's name is Schwartz, so it's Flick and Schwartz. That's right. Well, Art Art R D Rob plays Schwartz. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, Scott Schwartz plays Flick. Yes. So, I am looking at Scott Schwartz. Um, I'm looking at his at his. Up uh, oh, there we go. Booby trap. The Devil in Miss Jones Six. These are a couple of the adult titles he's done. <laughs> okay. Uh, tell me what you want. Now. This is, I can't believe he did all this. I, I, you know, I think there are a number of actors that, you know, maybe started in adult films and then transitioned over into contemporary or yeah more acceptable. But to go the other way, that's... Uh, he, that's here's another fun fact. This is a sidebar we've got to speak okay, Sidebar. He worked as a manager for adult film actors, but quit because he didn't like the job. Oh, and he left the film and the adult film industry in 2000 to become a mainstream actor again. Buddy, I got to tell you a story. There are very few that come back. Come back. Yeah. Really, I'm thinking about it and I can only think of Tracy Lords. She's the only one. Yeah. He's the only one that had mainstream acting success. Now, I'm not even going to go there. There, There is a huge name in the acting world that... And I could be a rumor. I don't mm-hmm. know. But didn't Stallone? Oh, Stallone did do it. But that's porn in the 70s. That's not like real porn. It doesn't count. It's well, it's not like real porn. It's like, you know, like, um, it's, it's not, you know, it's not the not the hardcore stuff in the 70s. It's okay. probably fake sexing. I, I well, I. Red okay, Shoe so, Diaries sexing. Okay. So I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. All but right. but that's enough. I just had to yeah. sidebar us on the fact that he was a porn person. But he's back in this, and you know he's he's a bar owner, and and no no Flick is the bar owner. Yeah, Flick's the bar owner. Yeah, he, well that's that's quite sure. I'm talking sure, about. Yeah. The other one, the other guy that plays Schwartz. Uh, yeah, R.D. I, Rob. I don't think he's probably. I don't think he's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I you know I I think they were all probably happy to get back into the the mix. Uh, you know. I'm very, you know, you, you reach a certain age and I, I find myself like itching to get back into, into doing 
television and and film mm-hmm. again after after a hiatus here. Then again, this is probably a good space for me to be in because um, there's just been so many changes and it's uh, a lot. And uh, so anyway, uh, so I was happy to see that, and I was happy to see those guys back in it. Here's the here's the one problem I had with this. Here it goes. Okay. Okay. And it's and I'm blaming this on Ethan Hawke. Okay, and and so everybody, and this is a spoiler alert. Ralphie and Randy, the brothers, the sons, they didn't have to d- dig the old man's grave. They didn't. <laughs> so the, the, uh, they got away with that one. But here's the thing: there was never a funeral in the movie, and they were there for days, if not weeks, at least a week. And there was no funeral. I mean, the obit writing process. I mean, where was dad? Where was the old man? I mean, did they just keep him on ice? Then again, it's wintertime, so I guess they just stick him outside. But... Here's, here's another, if we really want to go down the rabbit hole of picking apart things. Uh, the dad was, when I looked it up, was born in like 1922 in in real life. Real life. So like, there's no way he would have been alive. He would be a hundred. Today. Yes, yeah, well, the, the uh, um, Aaron Aaron Hayes, the uh, no, not Aaron Hayes, the original mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's her name? Oh. Anyway, she's in her mid eighties. Yeah, so she that's couldn't pr- pull that's why off she didn't that. Do it right, and it shows. I mean, I looked it up on the on Google, and I was like, okay, because I was wondering. Got everybody back. Everything worked. Okay, mom. Well, it doesn't actually play because they so. were. He was almost sixty years old when he shot this movie, and she was like thirty-eight. Yeah. Well, let's see. Nineteen eighty-two. She's what eighty-three, eighty-four right now. So fifty years or 40, uh, 40 years. So she was probably forty-two. Forty something. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't like. It doesn't that's, work. That's the downsize of uh, downside of older people playing younger roles mm-hmm. if, if there is such a delay like in this movie of 40 years you know you can only the well's only so deep in, in all actuality j- just my opinion you look the same between 30 and 45 or 50 you might have a wrinkle or two more you might have a couple more gray hairs but unless you let the wheels fall off the bus you kind of look the same People let the wheels fall off the bus. Yeah. Didn't look like Peter Billingsley did. He looked great. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. Peter Billingsley, I mean, he's he has not really taken much of a break since his claim to fame in 1982 with this movie. Well, he produces a ton of stuff. He does. Like, yeah. he produces anything that John Favreau, Iron Man, all I, that stuff. Right. He's a massive producer. Right. The fact that he actually, like... Did this big of a movie role? Because that's at least a six-week shoot. Yeah. At least. At least. Like, and I mean, that's, for people that don't know, that is that is on the low end. Yeah, that's really quick. Like, you can do an independent movie in three weeks, or, you know, two weeks even now, but, like, not a movie with stunts and snow and all this other stuff. That's that's six to eight weeks. Right. Humming along. Yeah, I... I I think when when we did Honey Baby, it was uh, it was around the ninety day shoot. That's a big one. That was a big one. Well, we had three units going, and and uh, um, 
And I think when we did Passenger 57, it was the number 72 is coming out in my mind that we were shooting that for 72 days. I think for the help, we did 12 weeks. So 12 weeks. I mean, that's whatever. I'm that's days. What, three months. I was only there for 10 weeks, but it was 12 weeks. All right. But also like it's a period piece. Once you're in all the stuff, it's like, man, we can kind of only shoot these three pages. Yeah. Well, that and you, you really have to make sure you're getting everything you want. To right. Go, to go back and redress and all that that's 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 tough but anyway yeah no he's been really busy i mean he's he's an accomplished producer um he directed uh uh couples retreat i uh, like that movie and for uh, well he produced uh four christmases so i'm guessing that he and and uh uh vince vaughn must have a relationship. Yeah, they're they're like besties because he did an after school special. Vince Vaughn did an after school special with Peter Billingsley, like in nineteen eighty six or seven, right when he moved out to. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe it's eighty eight or eighty nine. It's probably eighty eight or nine. And then there's that that same relationship because Vince and and John Barbaro are yeah. big buddies and or were or whatever. It's basically swingers. Swingers. All the guys from Swingers just hang out together. And Peter Billingsley <laughs> was how they probably all met. They have their little rat pack of, you know, what we grew up in the 80s with Rob Lowe and Emilio Estevez yeah. and Kiefer uh, uh, Sutherland and, and uh, Charlie. Anyway, um, yeah, I was really impressed. I mean, they, I, you know, I remember when we watched Four Christmases and uh, Vince Vaughn and Reese Weatherspoon go up to the plane counter there to get their tickets. I immediately recognized Peter Billingsley right there behind the counter. It was like, oh my gosh. I think he just likes a good cameo. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's money. It's, I mean, it's, it's a residual. It's, you know, it's every bit helps. I mean, I don't think I've ever been on a movie set where a producer didn't get a, a line. That's because, pretty accurate. I just did a movie, and yeah. the producers all got lines. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, it's a whole different money pool. <laughs> it, 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 you know, you get your whatever your whatever your uh, producer fee is, and then then uh, you get your SAG fee. That's double dip. It, 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 and you're, it's the same day. <laughs> yeah, so are, are you producing or are you acting? So he also probably likes. I mean, I think if I just was writing and directing, which would be fine, I would still every now and then be like, "Yeah, let me get in there and." Oh sure, swim. I'm. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not picking on it. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, I I get it. I understand it, and it's fun too because they, you know, as a producer, you you've put your your blood, sweat, and tears into this, and and uh, you know, it's it's the candles on the cake. So you get in, you get a little part, you get a little residual that keeps paying off. And uh, you're in the movie, you yeah. know, people never, you know, if, if you got family and friends that are generations maybe behind you or often in a different part of the world, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, we're producing this movie. Oh, OK, great. But if you tune in, you'll see, see me. me. Yeah. And that's a whole different story. You get you get to send out that Christmas card that's got that picture of you in that scene. <laughs> I'm gonna do a Christmas movie so I can send. A, I, I, I can't. I can't get arrested for a Christmas movie. I've tried, <laughs> and that's funny. So, if you're a producer, casting director out there, Ted would be great in a Christmas movie. He really would. They like me in horror movies, but the, he, the Christmas movies just skips me. 
Now somebody's missing about Ted would be Ted 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 would be a great elf. He would I would love to be an elf. He, Anything he really that my would. mom could see on Hallmark. Yeah. So Chris, Christmas in Graceland or whatever. Um <clears throat> let me talk about something else before we wrap up our thoughts. Who is this new character that played the quarterback? The, you remember they made the joke he's like balding and he's hiding from his wife at the bar. Oh yeah. That dude. That was great. That dude was funny. That was, that was a running joke in the movie, which we don't want to give it away, but there is a running joke in the movie. That was funny. He was funny. Yeah, he was. Without saying almost anything. See, that would have been a great role for you. You could have done that. Come you, on, man. I mean, you could have. I mean, I'm too good looking to play that part. I'm no model, but I'm too good looking <laughs> to play that guy. Makeup. These 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 guys and gals in the makeup department, they can <laughs> You wanna know what they don't do? I'll tell you. Make you look pretty. <laughs> no, they, they're not they're not trying to make you look they'll make you look a little worse, but they're not trying to do all of that. That dude, no. you know, he had that thought it was a lot of natural that, look. Huh? Yeah, I think that dude looks just like <laughs> I think that. you're right. I think you're right. Like that hair, like he grew it out. I love that move. When people grow out, like they're balding, but they grow out the power crown. Right. That's what they call it, the power crown. Uh-huh. They grow it out, and then it's really long in the back, and I'm just like, why are we doing that? Why don't... I think, I mean... For the art. Neither one of us have to worry about that, but if I did, I think I would just... I think I'd just Bruce Willis it. Just... Yeah. Yeah. No, that that was very funny, though. That was... Yeah. The, the constant... <laughs> Oh, and the other the joke, joke, the other joke that I thought was funny is that all of them, they have, so apparently in the Midwest, if someone dies, they give you casseroles. Yeah. Which, which I feel I didn't like, get that at first. I, I mean, didn't get it, but I thought it was funny the more they kept being like, ooh, this one's tuna and cranberries. And everyone they mentioned or showed was disgusting. Yeah. And you know, it was so funny though, is I don't think the original mom character mm-hmm. would have played the casserole bit. Like that, you know, she would have just dumped them out, Probably. and not forced everybody to eat the f- all the casseroles, all the refrigerator and freezer full of casseroles. I think the original, the the original mom would have just, you know, oh great. I hate casseroles for the most part. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Tuna noodle. I like a tuna noodle casserole every now and then. Yeah, I, I'm not a big casserole person either. No, so. it's like I like. To separate my I, food I like groups. more things, you know, if you're going that that route, it's got to be a pasta base, like you said, tuna noodle, but it's got to be a bake. I mean, it's got to be spaghetti, it's got to be meat or something in there. Yeah. But not, I, I'm not a big tuna. My wife does a tuna casserole thing that she just absolutely loves. The kids love it, and I can't stand it, and I like tuna. So Yeah, yeah. I, straight I, out of the can. I will tell you. I do like it straight out of a can with a little hot sauce. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm not above a tuna helper. My my no. my people will not eat it, but I will tear I up a tuna helper. <laughs> it's still on the it's still on the shelf, so I I guess there's just enough to keep it going down the production line down there. But I am not a contributor to to the uh, success of tuna helper <laughs> by any means. Ooh, but, also, you want to know what else I thought was really cool in this? What? When he double dog dared Schwartz, I was like yeah. such a good throwback. And well, that's what I'm talking about. They kept the same tone of the movie. I mean, it was just, you know, it was. It, it did not miss a beat from 40 years from a 
technical production standpoint, it didn't miss a beat. You know, the story was was written and executed the exact same way. It was great. It was great. And I loved what he triple dog. <laughs> this is not ruining anything. He triple dog dares him because he has a huge, Schwartz has a huge tab. So Flick, it's Flick's bar. Right. Flick double dog dares him to go jump this weird military sort of ramp they have. Yeah. And I loved that scene. <laughs> I was like, when he's walking up and he starts talking, there's kids, there's, get out of the way, kid. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, I'm going to do it. Okay. It's very funny. Well, he owed him a lot of money. So he did. He, he had he, a five sheet tab. He, he weighed the, the consequences of not doing the double dare. Having not grown up in a town where, I guess Gala, if you lived around the Gallatin Square, like those houses over there, right. that's what this would be like. Like, you know, you walk up to the square and there's like uh, three or four restaurants, a tattoo shop, like different things right. like that. Like Flicks is like Swainy Swifts. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was like, we never grew up having that. Well, you see, my wife, my wife is from Wisconsin and... They have corner bars like we have churches and gas stations and banks here. <laughs> and so I'm no seriously, if you took if you took all the, the the churches, the gas stations and the banks that we have in the south on street corners and combine them all, you would equal the bars that they have on corners in Wisconsin. So I went to And pay- they're they're disguised as just normal houses too. So I, I did learn this. I went to Pennsylvania and did a movie called AWOL. And um, I was like, why are there all these like in the middle of like a little streets? They'll just be like, you know, a square brick building that looks like it has apartments on top and a beer sign. Yeah. No. I'm just like, what is this? And you go in and it's basically the bottom of the house, but it's just an open bar. Yeah. I shot in one and I was like, this is weird, but they're all over. That's what. Yeah. Every every quarter mile there's one. Yeah. No, I was when I first went to Wisconsin to meet my my wife's family then girlfriend uh we went out and uh we went bar hopping and it was like literally going to a house i mean somebody's home because that's what the bars were they weren't in strip malls and Mm. like we've got here but they were just you know old houses that were converted into drinking establishment so and a lot of them just beer um well that's why well Maybe not. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm not a big drinker, so I probably didn't notice. Well, I've always been labeled the designated driver through college and and all that. So he doesn't like the booze. I. (laughs) I just. I was always the responsible one. I like the booze. It's good to be responsible. I had. I had my share of it, but I knew the crowd that I was running with and. It was kind of a measure of, am I going to make it home alive if I'm not the DD? Somebody uh, rolls the yeah, dice to drive man. for you. Oh, no yeah. Good. You know, if I am if I was out with the, the regular characters, even though, because, you know, lessons learned, I knew that they weren't going to be responsible enough to refrain from consuming large amounts of alcohol. Yes. So, you know, there were four or five of us in a group, and I wasn't the, the designated driver, there were four or five guys sitting on a corner going, okay, who's... Yeah, who's, I get you. Yeah. I get you. Now, can, we, now we have Uber. Who's less likely? <laughs> Uber is magic. We didn't have Uber I back know, in the day. I know, we didn't have Uber. I, I remember 
we veered off topic. But, yeah, that was a bad but about I, it. Anyway, I remember Uber the first time I took it in 2012 in Los Angeles, and I was like, "What is this?" And my friend goes, "It's a car. We just get in and go." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> capitalism. There's no more licensing." Hey, this is funny. When I was looking up information and making sure my my names were correct, and I did not realize that there was a a Christmas story too. I've seen it. Oh my god! I, I did not. It's not good. Well, apparently not. I mean, it 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 had like a horrible Rotten Tomato. I think it came out in like ninety or eighty nine, and it's what? not Ralphie or any of that. Twenty twelve. Did it? Twenty twelve. I think it was. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I maybe I. I can't. I, I'm not going to look it up and right. extend this anymore. But when we get done with this right. episode, I'm going to look it, it up. It was. It starred uh, Daniel Stern as the old man. Why, Daniel Stern? Yeah, I don't You're a Christmas royalty. I get it, but he's Christmas royalty, Christmas yeah. movie royalty. He is. He, he is, is a wet bandit. <laughs> he is. He, he, I have a wet bandit shirt I almost wore today. But instead, <laughs> you I show, went, you, you got your Christmas. I got my Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown Christmas, Christmas shirt on. Yeah. There you go. And uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I I did not know that a Christmas story too even existed going into this, so it uh, it came as a it's a shock. Anyway, all right, um, we've rambled on enough. It was a good movie, folks. It really was. If you like the if you like the first one, you're going to enjoy this one. I because I, it didn't miss a beat. That was the that was forty years, and it didn't miss a technical beat. I was blown away seamlessly i completely agree and that to me was really freaking impressive because and then you throw in the mix of of actually bringing back the characters that were in the original minus mom uh and uh it was it was and the story was decent Mm -hmm. i mean the only problem i had was like i just kept waiting for a funeral I did. I just kept waiting. Okay, we're going. Where are we going? We're going to the funeral home, you know. But we didn't. We didn't. I I honestly give this three leg lamps out of four. That's how I, I feel. I like that originality. It, it, it there is, you go. It is. It is a fun movie, and I actually suggest. I think wait till the twenty second or twenty third. Stream this bad boy because on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth on TBS or whatever they will be running a Christmas story in loop for twenty four to forty eight hours. You watch this one first. I'm not going to tell you why to do that because I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. But I think it'll really make you happy. Yeah, I, I felt warm in my stomach when this movie ended, and I was so happy. I again, I I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I technically it was great. I mean, it really was. I was, as a producer or a former producer and a location guy, I looked at this and I just, they didn't miss a beat. And to me, that was great. They didn't, they didn't try to reinvent anything. Mm-hmm. So kudos on that. But anyway, all right. It's a Christmas story Christmas. It's on HBO Max. Now, I would say, because, you know, it's worth six ninety five or seven ninety five. HBO Max is great. If you don't have it, you should get it. Yeah, I yeah, I I have yet to find a streaming service that I didn't think wasn't worth what I pay every month for it. 
you know, Netflix is getting there. They're so, trying their best. They're, to, they're trying their best to get there. Well, you know, well, speaking of which, our next week our assignment is Falling for Christmas, which is a Netflix. Ooh. I'm I'm jacked up to talk about Lohan. I love her. <laughs> uh anyway yeah so but that's netflix so you know and again what is netflix so they're like 14 or 17 like 18 18 dollars almost 20 a month yeah i'll have to calculate what i watch on netflix there are a couple of series though that i really i get into but anyway i did uh i digress christmas story hbo max uh runtime on it was what about an hour and a half it wasn't really long I think it was two hours. It just didn't it? feel long. It, did, I, I, it, didn't, it didn't, didn't feel long. I, I feel like, I mean, I'm going to tell you real quick to before we sign off. Uh, it is. Well, Ted's looking that up. But yeah, it, it's nostalgic. Watch it. I, I I recommend it. And this is coming from a guy who was not a Christmas story fan. Hour and 45. Hour 45. That's about accurate. Okay. It, it seems like it moves very quickly. You'll enjoy it, I think. Yeah, get your popcorn made. Don't think you're going to stop this and go get popcorn or make popcorn because once you get going, it does. It just it flows nicely. You got to so, show us how the piggies eat, Randy. Show us how the piggies eat. <laughs> That's a great. <laughs> I love it. Yes, go watch this movie. All right, I'm with Ted. I'm going to give this. I'm going to I'm going to use his uh, his uh, rating system here. I'm going to give it three three lamp legs out of four as well, um, and it's uh, primarily based on the, the, the just blown away that they technically kept it the same yep. after 40 years. That's just crazy, especially in an in in an industry that every time you get a group of people together, they want to reinvent the wheel. They didn't. They, no. <laughs> They 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 didn't. They they were it was the smartest move they made. If it ain't broke, yeah. don't fix it. Right. It, it wasn't a remake of the Moonsters. Nope. No. They they didn't try to mess it up. But anyway, all right, guys. Till next week. Thanks again for tuning in to streaming without a paddle. I'm Andrew. I'm Ted. And we'll see you later. <laughs>